Welcome to the Truth Hurts Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Leslie. And I'm the other co-host, Dominic Brady. Today, we're going to be bringing you the main feature. Today is the NFL and NBA Awards predictions. Um, with the NFL season just a month and a half away and the NBA free agency and summer league period just ending, we're kind of, we're kind of at a dull moment in sports, so it's time to you know, kind of make some predictions that won't mean too much right now but we'll come back to them and see how close we were in years time from now um but before we go into that today we would like to talk about some current news in all sports the top news that we wanted to talk about that happens a little bit after our first podcast was russell westbrook got traded to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul, two first-round picks and two pick swaps. So I want to get your first reaction on that. Uh, that trade was huge for two reasons. One, the Thunder are in uh, complete rebuild mode. They went from trading Paul George, who was third in MVP voting last year, uh, for a buttload of picks from the Clippers, along with Kawhi Leonard going there. And again, they got a bunch of picks in the Westbrook trade. And I think they, I saw somewhere they have like almost 15 picks over the next five years or something crazy like that. So this trade was insane. And then Chris Paul going to the Thunder. I don't think he's going to stay there that long. I think they're going to flip him for even more picks. So I think the Thunder are in a good position for their rebuild mode. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, They've shown they can draft superstars before. Um, They drafted Russell Westbrook. James Harden, which are now in Houston, Kevin Durant, before his injury, regarded as the top two to three player in the league. So obviously they know how to draft, but the problem is, can they really find talent that can mesh together and win an NBA Finals? Um, Sam Presti, it's going to be a long process, but I really like what they did. They even got a first-round pick out of Jeremy Grant, so they're making something out of it. And the next part to that is, where do you think the best landing spots are for Chris Paul? Uh, I really like him going to the Miami Heat. There was a bunch of rumors about Russell Westbrook going there, but I think if he went there, that could be a pretty good team in the East with uh, Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's the only spot that I can really think of him going to. Um, his contract is he's getting over forty million a year, and at this point, where everyone's capped out, um, I can only really see the Heat, who do have some big contracts like Drogic and um, Alenic and a couple others that they'd be able to match and also give the Thunder some picks. And the Thunder already have two of Miami's firsts from the Clippers deal. So um, it's been a crazy offseason. Um, it finally closed with the Memphis Grizzlies as the Summer League champs. Um, I didn't really watch too much Summer League this year, but Congrats to Memphis. Um, the last thing about basketball is a couple days ago, Giannis Antetokounmpo said that he's only reached 60% of his maximum potential. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you think? Does Do you think he's bluffing? Do you think this could be legit? I mean, he just won MVP in one of the, like, the craziest seasons he's ever had or ever had. Uh, I don't – I think that's far-fetched. I think he's just saying that to, like, make himself look better. I mean, I love Giannis, but, like, I can't imagine him getting much better from here. I mean, he's still entering his prime, so who knows? He could end up doing what that. But I, I think he's going to get a little better, but not that much better. 
Yeah. Um, could you imagine Giannis coming out as a knockdown three-point shooter? Um, I think that's the only thing he really needs to add to his game. You know, he finished second in defensive player of the year voting. Um, he's almost unstoppable in the mid-range and the transition. Um, his length is incredible. Um, if he's, he's – oh, sorry, good. No, keep going. I was going to say, if he can get a jump shot, he – I mean, I'm. this might be – uh, crazy to say, he could be one of the best players of all time if he could get a jump shot. It's, I'd be curious to see, you know. Um, MVP is not enough for him. He obviously really wants to win. He's the best player in the East now. Like, with Kawhi out, now you can definitely say he's the best player in the East. Um, AD returns. Yeah, I mean, hopefully KD comes back strong to make an argument for that. But um, this next season, he's going to have – it's his pretty much his to lose in the in the East, so yeah. Um, good luck to him moving forward. Um, in the NFL, yesterday was the deadline for extending players that were franchise tagged. Um, there was three of them that were expected to be talked about a lot. Um, Jadavian Clowney for the Texans, Robbie Gold for the Forty ers and Grady Jarrett for the Falcons, and. Two deals were reached yesterday. One wasn't, and now one investigation is happening because of it. Um, first off, Robbie Gold agrees to a two-year, $10.5 million deal with an option that can make it four years, $19 million. It makes him the second highest-paid kicker in the game right now. Um, I don't think that's an over. I don't think that's an overstatement because I think uh, Robbie Gold is one of the best kickers in the NFL. I, I personally believe that Justin Tucker is the best kicker in the NFL. So I think he deserves the most money, but Robbie goes close behind. Yeah, um, I think the biggest losers from this are the Chicago Bears that were rumored to try to trade for him all year due to Gold's trade request a couple months ago, wanting to go closer to home in Chicago. Um, The Bears really could have used it, um, obviously, in the playoffs last year. Um, Cody Perky. (laughs) But kickers now have leverage, so the NFL is changing. Um, you know, Grady Jarrett reached a four-year, $68 million deal with the Indiana Falcons, um, frees up cap space this season to get Julio Jones and Deion Jones extensions. Um, I mean, it was expected to happen. Both sides were hopeful. Um, he's a player that they really couldn't let go because they only have three to four strong defensive players. Um... And now the Houston Texans. Yeah, I saw that. Um, they're so pretty much long story short, he played defensive end for the team. Um, he was listed as a linebacker this year because linebackers on the franchise tag earn one point two million dollar less. And I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um as an as an NFL owner, you have to That'd be a disgrace to be mispaying your player like that that's done so much for your team, for your city. Mm-hmm. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, Clowney deserves to be paid. He was the first pick in the 2015, I believe, 2015 draft, uh, 2014, one of those two. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I think the players shouldn't be paid based on position by the franchise tag. I think it should be based on performance, like maybe like have like certain like standards, like they have to reach the Pro Bowl, or they got to get a certain amount of sacks or something like that, like to determine like the difference between increments rather than just by position. Yeah, and that just makes another thing that 
if they really want to do it by position, these outside linebackers slash defensive ends that you could really put them in either one. Um, I really think they just need to call it edge now, just like how they do in the NFL draft. They don't carry that over once you're on an NFL team, but I think they should just call it edge and make the standard the same for this, both players because, I mean, it's a, it's a weird situation. When I was reading about it, I was a little confused, but now that I have an understanding of it, the Texans should be ashamed. Yeah. Um, And that's about it for basketball and uh, football besides uh, Madden 20 and 2K20 ratings are starting to get released. Yeah, some of those were crazy. Yeah, the the EA said that um, they're going to be more strict and more realistic on their ratings this year. So the 99 club was released was reduced to four players this year. And a lot of the rookies aren't as high as they usually, like even the six overall pick is a 65 rated player in the game. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that being a Giants fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, at least they both games, they progress through the season and give them real life ratings. So that'll be better. Yeah. Um, Right now the preseason, you know, I, there's no reason to argue because 2K and Madden aren't the ones paying the players. So, um, so yeah, the only other really news I have is Novak Djokovic defeats Roger Federer in the longest final in Wimbledon history. Uh, it was a crazy game. Djokovic closes the gap of Grand Slam finals now from Federer to 20-16, to 16, arguably two of the best tennis players of all time. And then the last thing I have, the MLB trade deadline approaches July 31st. Deals already occurred are Andrew Kastner from the Orioles to the Red Sox. The A's acquire Homer Bailey from the Royals, and the Cubs get Martin Maldonado back from the Royals. So um, smaller moves right now, bigger names. We'll see in the next couple weeks. But now let's get into the, to, to the main segment today, which is NFL and NBA awards predictions. Okay, so I'll start off with the NBA award predictions. So the way we'll do this is I'll say the award name, I'll say who I think, and then you can say who you think, okay? All right. Uh, so for MVP, I got LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, and my MVP for the 2019-2020 season is Steph Curry. All right, do you want to provide a rationale behind that? Uh, Yeah, let's just go into a quick reasoning why we think that. Okay. So, for LeBron, I'm saying because I think at the end of the year, he's going to go into playoff mode early. I think he's going to – I don't think the Lakers are going to be a top the top seed because, again, I like I said in the past podcast, I think they're going to rest him a couple of games to let him uh, be healthy for the playoffs. But I think he's just going to go crazy this year after not playing almost all of last year and not going to the playoffs. And I think he's just going to be the do- most dominant player in the NBA. King James, he's got a star player with him. I can easily see it, and I hope it happens. My reasoning for Steph Curry, um, KD's gone. Clay's going to be hurt. Um, Steph won it um, before. Um, he's, he's carried before, and now with all of that happening, everyone seems to f- forget about how he led it before. So I really think he's going to come out. He won in 2016, so it's not too far ago. Um, you know, I don't think the NBA likes taking people back-to-back. Like, 
Harden was worthy this year, but it was pretty much overblown. Giannis won. Both were deserving, but Giannis didn't win it the year before, so I think that was a big thing in it. Um, I think Steph's going to ball out, I mean, especially in the regular season. He's going to get him into the playoffs, not a high seed. But I think he's going to have really big numbers, which is going to overload him for MVP. Yep. And next is the Rookie of the Year Award. I have Ja Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies. And I also have point guard of the Memphis Grizzlies, Ja Morant. My rationale behind this is I'm not going with the obvious choice with Zion Williamson because, one, personally, I think I think he was overhyped. I think he's too injury-prone. Like, his style of play is just too explosive with his body type. And I think he's going to get – like, even in the first summer league game, he sprained his knee or injured his knee. Like, I just think he's going to get injured and keep him out most of the year. And then R.J. Barrett would be the other obvious choice. I don't know. I think it's a coin flip between him and Ja for the rookie of the year, but I just think Ja's more NBA ready. Yeah. Um. You know, this might not be who is going to be the best player in the future. It's going to come down to the best opportunity their first year of playing. I do think R.J. Barrett over time could become an elite shooter in the league, elite perimeter player. But, you know, Memphis just traded Mike Conley. John Morant kind of has – the same place as Mike Conley, except more of a a team player than Mike. Mike was more offensively. But I think the system's already set up for Ja to play as much as possible next year. And I think he's going to lock it up early. You know, there were some – last year between Luca and Trey, there were some doubts either way. But I think Ja's going to run away with it. Yeah. Okay, next I got up for defensive player of the year, I have Rudy Gobert. Uh, he's just a defensive monster. The Jazz are looking like a, another powerhouse in the West this year, and I think he's going to be a big part of that with his defense. You know, Rudy Gobert's won two in a row. Um, winning a third wouldn't surprise me, but I just think there's going Giannis is going to find a way to make to make the award ceremony next year. So I'm going to give it to him. Um, he finished second last year in the voting. Um, winning MVP next year, uh, winning MVP last year. Um, if he doesn't win it this year, I feel like he's going to try to find a way on. And his defense is amazing. He can guard pretty much any position, um, which is really key. He's a monster. So um, that's who I have right now. Right. So next I have sixth man of the year. So this award for me is dependent a lot on what, the Clippers and the Lakers do with the rosters. So if the Lakers have Kyle Kuzma as their sixth man not starting, then I would give him the award. But if he is starting, then I would give it to Lou Williams. Yeah. Um, I had the exact same thing, actually. Um, you know, there was – on the Clippers last year, two of the top three voters were sixth man of the year. Um, Lou Williams was first. Montrez Harrell was third. So, the Clippers, obviously, they'll have those two on the bench next year. But Lou Williams didn't have scoring options like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George next year. Um, Anthony Davis really stressed at his press conference that he really wants to play the four, which I think pushes Kyle Kuzma to the bench. I don't think Kyle Kuzma would be a – he would be decent starting small forward, especially that NBA is becoming positionless. But I think they want to have Kuzma as the scorer off the bench and – Ultimately, close games out. So, I'm going to give Kyle Kuzma. Next, I have most improved player of the year. 
I have DeMarcus Cousins winning this award. One, because I 100% think he's going to get back to his former self and become an all-star. And I think the Lakers got an absolute steal with getting him on a minimum veteran contract. And I just think he's going to go off next year. Uh, I have the exact same thing. Um, the Lakers, I think, are going to have a stellar year, both regular season and playoffs. I think they're going to bring it home next year. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, I think, is going to come back to the level that everyone seemed to forgot about. He's already thinned out. He's motivated. You know, Last year, he took a really small deal to join the Warriors because he thought it would be a written, penciled-in title for him. Um, now he's taken less to join the Lakers, and he has something to prove again. So I think he's going to come out, put up over 20 points a game, over 10 rebounds a game. Yeah. Um, he's going to have a special year, and he's going to get paid next offseason. I agree. All right, next I have Coach of the Year, and I have the Los Angeles Clippers coach, Doc Rivers, winning it. Um, you know, I had Doc Rivers, too. But to change things up, I think I'm going to go with – um, one sec. Here, you talk about Doc real quick. Okay, so I am putting Doc Rivers as the favorite to win the award because, like I said – the Lakers would be my favorite to win the West if I thought they were going to play LeBron and AD every single game, but I don't. I think they're going to rest both of them at sporadically to save them for the playoffs. I think the Clippers are going to take as much advantage of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George as they can. I could see them resting Kawhi a lot because his injury history, but I just think the Clippers are going to be the number one seed in the West, so that's why I'm giving him the award. You know, Doc Rivers finished third in coach of your voting last year. Um, I think – he could easily win it this year. Um, he's a he's a great coach with Boston, and then carried over the Clippers. Um, he's had teams that have been really good that haven't had a star player. Now he has two of them, so it should be interesting. But for the purpose of not wanting to do the same thing for each sure. for each uh, award, because we have similar minds when it comes to when it comes to sports, I'm going to go with Mike Malone, head coach of the Denver Nuggets. Ooh, um, I definitely see that. Um, I just think this team's built to be a really good regular season team. I think they could honestly even be the number one seed coming out of the West End, the regular season. Um, they're pretty much bringing the same team back. Jeremy Grant's really the only addition, except you'll see. And they even got Bowl Bowl if they want to use them in a way. They have Michael Porter Jr. that came off that injury, hasn't really played yet. So. Um, Mike Malone's got a good team. The, the only thing that should be interesting is will they be able to transfer it over and make a run in the playoffs? Yeah. But the Bucks, they didn't make the finals, and their coach was already written up as the um, as the coach of the year last year. So the Bucks stole the show at the awards last year. So you can tell that it was obviously already figured out before the finals all happened. Yeah. So that was the last award for NBA. So I'm very excited for the NBA season with all these power duos, with Lakers and Clippers and everyone. So uh, now let's move on to the NFL award predictions. And uh, first up, we got MVP. And I have Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints winning that award. And why would you think Drew Brees is going to win it? You there? Yeah, so I said – why do you think that Drew Brees is going to win it? Oh, uh, I think Drew – because I 
to me, the Saints are the my favorite to win the Super Bowl, and I think they're going to have the best regular season record. I think they're going to win at least 13 games. And they're just dominant on both sides of the ball. They got Marshawn Lattimore as a star on their defense. They got Michael Thomas as a star wide receiver. They got Alvin Kamara as a star running back. And they got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Drew Brees. I think this team is just a complete powerhouse to go all the way, led by Drew Brees. Sleeper pickup this offseason, Jared Cook to the Saints. The last time Drew Brees has played with a really good tight end was Jimmy Graham, and obviously that was the best part of Jimmy Graham's career. Jared Cook was the highest receiver last year on the on the Raiders, um, which, I mean, doesn't really show much, but he still was Derek Carr's go-to target, and now he gets Drew Brees over Derek Carr, which is a massive upgrade. So, I really could see Drew Brees winning it. I have Aaron Rodgers. He has a new head coach. Um, new weapons around him. Uh, he has Devontae Adams, arguably a top five receiver in the league. He has a solid running back who could open it up for him if he's used right in Aaron Jones. Um, he, he's going to have a solid – he's going to have a solid team around him, and. You know, the last couple of years he's been dealing with nagging injuries. So I, this year, I just I think he's going to break out and show why he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever step on a field again. I def I can definitely see that. I did, if if I didn't think the Saints were going to be as good as they were, I would pick Aaron Rodgers because to me, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback of all time. I say Tom Brady's the greatest because of his accomplishments, but I just think Aaron Rodgers with a new quarterback, new system. Having Devontae Adams fully healthy is just going to go off, but I still am giving it to Breeze. Yeah, and he got hurt week one last year, and pretty much, I mean, on my fantasy team last year, every notification I got was, he sat out of practice Wednesday, sat Thursday, sat Friday, practice a little bit Saturday, comes back Sunday, and then he's out there limping around. So hopefully this year he doesn't get a week one injury and he can go out there and just ball out. Yeah, I'm excited to see him play. Okay, so next I have a defensive player of the year. I have Aaron Donald, the defensive tackle for the uh, the Rams. Yeah, I have. I also have Aaron Donald. The dude is a complete stud. Um, you cannot stop this dude. I can't believe that he fell to what twelve or thirteenth in the draft when he was picked. Um, you know he, he he's the heart and soul and everything else of that Rams defense. He's he's a really fun player to watch, and I'm jealous my team doesn't have him. Yeah. Uh, I agree 100%. I think it's a toss-up for me between him and Khalil Mack for the best defensive player in the league, but he's just a complete monster, and I just, I'm giving him the award because I think the Rams are going to do better than the Bears. So because of that, I'm giving it to him. Yeah, and um, I mean, Khalil Mack could be a good argument. I just think there's a lot of good players on that defensive line for the Bears where um, Cleo Mack's going to, like, kind of – like, he, of course, he was amazing last year, but I think other players shined on the Bears' defense along with him. But I think Aaron Donald, you know, they have they, – they have Marcus Peters and Tlaib, and, you know, they signed Eric Weddle. They had Sue last year, but yeah. um, Donald stands out in every way, shape, and form, so – um, I hate it when the Falcons play him. So yep, same with the Giants. All right, next I have Offensive Player of the Year, and for that award, I'm going with my boy Saquon Barkley. 
I know the Giants are not going to make the playoffs, unfortunately, with their roster. But I just think Saquon, if, if bearing injury, he might end up having the most touches by a running back in NFL history. I think that dude is just going to go off because he's their whole offense. Yeah, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes won MVP and Offensive Player of the Year last year. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to have Aaron Rodgers winning Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I just think he's going to have career numbers and go off. What I have up is Rookie of the Year for Offense, and I think it's going to be Kyler Murray. Uh, the Cardinals' whole offense, I believe, is resting on the shoulders of not only him, David Johnson, but David Johnson is a catch-first running back, so I think him and Murray are just going to do amazing things this year. The Cardinals as a team, I don't think, are going to do that well, but I think them two together are going to have a really good stats. Yeah, just like the NBA, like I predicted, John Moran, I think Offensive Rookie of the Year is going to come down to opportunity. Um, you know, last year, Saquon won it. And, you know, it's down to him and Baker. They both – they both had opportunities all year to thrive, and they both were capable. I believe Saquon was the right choice. And this year, offensively, I just don't see anyone with the best opportunity. Like Jones, I don't think you're going to see him start. I think you're going to see Eli start. And you now the Redskins, they have a plethora of quarterbacks. I think they're going to groom Haskins. And um, Drew Locke's not going to play right away either because they have Flacco. Um, Kyler's going to be the day one starter for Arizona. So I, so I think he's going to win it pretty easily. Uh, and then the last award for NFL uh, predictions is Rookie of the Year defense. And this one was hard for me. I was between Williams of the Jets and Nick Boza. I decided to go with Nick Boza of the Niners because I think he's just going to have an amazing year. Yeah, I went with Williams just because of injury risk for Bosa, and he sat out pretty much the whole season for Ohio State last year because of injury. Um, I really think, you know, if both of them came out, didn't get hurt, hurt all year, it could be a toss-up, but I think Williams is my is the best defender in this draft for me, so I'm going to go with him. All right, well, that ends our award prediction. One more, one more. All right, I think we can both agree. Comeback player of the year, Jimmy Garoppolo. 100%. You know, I mean, usually comes down to a quarterback. Andrew Luck won it last year. Um, you know, the only big injury was Jimmy G last year. Wish him the best moving forward. He has one of the best offensive coaches in the game with Kyle Shanahan. So, has good luck, Jimmy G. Tight ends with George Kittle. And my boy, Tevin Coleman, back in the, back, in the backfield. Yeah, I'm excited I'm, for that offense. I'm going to miss him. Um, mad that Shanahan had to leave the Falcons, but I mean he's he's the head coach there, so I don't blame. Yeah. All right, so that pretty much wraps up our awards and our um our look into sports going on right now. Um, some things to look forward to. The website is still a working progress. Um. We're going to get that figured out and up. You can expect a pod from me within the next few days um, about the MLB season and looking at how teams are at the trade deadline because I did read an article today. The last seven years there has been um, each seven World Series teams has made a really big move 
at the trade deadline, so you can expect that this year from this year's winner. So we're going to pretty much be looking at buyers and sellers and things like that. Um, Dominic, is there anything in the future that you're looking at? Uh, stay tuned uh, for my own podcast on uh, fantasy football advice. That's my favorite thing to do is give advice on fantasy football. I'm going to be doing positional rankings, uh, sleeper picks for drafts, and et cetera. And also stay tuned towards uh, closer to the NFL season. We're going to do a big podcast with me and uh, my fellow co-host, Bryson, along with two of our friends. We're going to do a mock fantasy draft and basically just put who we think is going to be the best position based on rounds for fantasy football. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that more as it gets closer. Um, We're really excited. The two people that are coming on have been um, real followers so far this pod. They've been... You know, they've been really good um, fantasy-wise in the past, talking football in the past. So we're, we're looking forward to having them on. Um, and another thing is we do podcasts. We're in the mix of making a website, but also stay tuned to our Twitter posts because, you know, Dominic's segment every morning, things to watch for. It's kind of slow right now. I have not tuned into the World Series of Poker yet. <laughs> but um, And then also look for – our X factor for each NFL team. We're down to 28 teams now. Uh, the Giants fitting at 29 today. Um, and also um, my final takes for every day. Um, we've gotten some comments already from mad John Morant fans thinking I'm busting him up. So, um, yeah, but that's all we have today. Thank you for listening and have a great Tuesday. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.